Okay, stop your bitching. I'm back. We're back together. Okay, we're we're getting this going again. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It has been a minute. I have a lot of questions about things that occurred in January, so we'll cover that. We'll we'll get into this stuff, but begin with let me say this. I hope you're doing well. I'm thankful for your subscriptions and your downloads and you guys taking part of the activities on the Diary of a Bald Man, not just on the Facebook page, but on the Instagram as well. So thank you guys for getting involved and keeping connected and passing the word on to others. So if you didn't know, January 14th of last month, I turned 55, which was a huge thing for me. The show's been great. It's been going. But to know the bat, I guess the backstory, I never thought I'd live past 35. And, you know, that that was back in, Jesus, 2003. And I didn't know at the time when I was a teenager and I thought, shit, I'm going to die at 35. I've got to live my life. i got to travel. i got to do all these things. And I set on a course to do that. I, I had nothing planned. I just wanted to live. You know, I got to travel a lot around Pacific and Micronesia, things like that. But there was other things I wanted to see and do. And then I had these little speed bumps, you know, like in 1989 when I got injured and they got all the service and things like that. Things we don't plan on, right? Yeah, it's just like with the new year. People put in resolutions and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Fuck that. I mean, from day one to day two, your, your ideas may change or you may conceptualize something completely different, something completely abnormal, things you wouldn't even think about. And you then focus on that. Stop trying to live at the speed of light, all right? Yeah, we're going to die. We start dying the day we're born. But like I said, when I never thought I'd you know, live past 35 and then I almost committed suicide in 2007, just five years after my self-opposed expiration date, things changed. You know, living at the speed of dark is actually quite a bit better. You're taking the time to listen to the show to listen to other people in and around you, to affect others, you know, to pay it forward, to inspire, to enrage, to engage, to communicate, all these different things. That's what's important. That's what's really important. And one of the important things I learned, you know, when I turned 55, my wife took me to the melting pot in Knoxville. If you've never been, you've got to try it. It's expensive as fucking hell, uh, but it was well worth it. She got me to dipping things in cheeses and these things they made right in front of us and they brought us these raw proteins and it was it was great you know it's never anything I would have thought I would have done um you know it, it it's something I enjoyed immensely it, it was such a great night and my wife went out of her way just to ensure that it was just us but the ambiance was terrific the waiter Tara Tara I, sorry if I said that wrong, Tara. I hope you're listening to the show. Get us a discount next time because, you know, whew, damn, girl. You, you, guys, <laughs> you guys are great, but that is costly. But see, that's one of the things we look around us. Right now, today, everything costs. Fucking eggs, you know. You see so many memes about eggs and things like that. And we have to give up some things to get other things we want. And that's okay. You know, sometimes you have to say, which one do I want more in my life right now? Do I want eggs? Do I want Pop-Tarts? You know, whatever the fuck. But let's let's get back. So I turned 55. The white took me out for an amazing birthday. And I was satiated and I was happy. And it was an amazing day. Because where I had put, again, my self-expiration date, almost achieved it, changed my entire mindset, changed what I was going to do. 
because I had such a great partner, a great spouse, a great wife, everything about her to me is perfect. You know, whether it's tough, it's easy, whatever, it's perfect because if everything is the same, if everything's smooth at all the time, you may have yin, but you won't have yang. You won't have any balance. You're just coasting and fucking don't coast. You know, enjoy the highs, enjoy the lows, learn from the bad. All right. You want to develop, you got to take everything and take it with a grain of salt. Make that bitch burn. You get that cut, pour some salt on it and learn from that. Okay. So one of the things we got to look at, you know, is when we listen to podcasts and shows and other things, we have to learn what's going to benefit us. All right. Now, some people get enraged when they hear the shit I put on about artificial intelligence, stepping away from social media, getting from platforms and things, because you don't want that to be your only input. You know, you now got artificial chatting. I mean, what the fuck good is that? It's just going to do, like I said, with the virtual reality programs, it's not going to fucking train or educate you. You're going to be, it's going to be programmed. They're programming you to respond to certain visual cues, or they're programming you to respond to certain audible commands. Are you a fucking dog? Are you going to roll over just because I snap out a cookie and say, twirl my finger in a round circle? No, don't do that. You know, one of the things that I hate as we get older, as we see things falling apart around us, you know, people are like, oh my God, the Chinese had the balloon going over. I thought it was interesting, you know, and they're like, oh my God, this has never happened before. Why would the government allow it? And you know what? That's what I'm talking about. People are so stupid or ignorant that they didn't know that back in 1945, a Japanese balloon bomb killed six Americans in Oregon. Balloons have been used before. I'm not saying, hey, the Japanese are doing anything or trying to do this. This was, this was combat. You know, they sent it over. You're not going to detect a balloon on radar. I mean, I'm sure we have a variety of surveillance equipment around the government installations. But, you know, back in World War II, they built around, I, th- I can't remember. I know the number was over 9,000. And they were floating them everywhere. You know, it, we were in war. So, you know, when they were talking about how did this happen, it's never happened before, people remember history. Everything, everything come back, comes back around. I almost screwed that up. But yeah, the Fugo balloon bombs, that, that's been around. They didn't blow us up. The Chinese didn't blow us up, right? And I thought it was interesting that it went over my original birthplace, Malmstrom Air Force Base in Great Falls, Montana, you know, um, and that's where... I've learned about it with friends of mine from Montana. It's like, oh, first the UFOs in the 60s. Now we got massive Chinese balloons. How did they know it was Chinese? Hmm. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Well, we'll have to think about it on a different show. So, you know, as we're looking at things, you know, before you go ranting off and saying, hey, no one's ever done this before. Why didn't we shoot it down? I wouldn't have shot it down. Hell, if I was the president, I'd say, no, track it. Because what if it was programmed to follow the jet stream? And depending on, you know, whether the programming, I mean, think of this for just a second. You've seen drones. But what if it was on a program route, but then portions of it, like a drone, would direct and steer it over certain areas? So you're actually gathering intelligence. You're seeing, okay, it may be following the jet stream or the slipstream. But let's see if they can maneuver this. Because the Fugo balloon bombs, 
you know, from the 40s, they, they didn't have GPS. They didn't have guidance systems like that. You know, they knew about airstreams. They knew about jet streams, the flow of air. So what if this thing was programmed? I would have used it to gather intelligence about the intelligence monitoring. Yeah, I, I would have done the same thing. Let it get over, you know, Wilmington or Columbia, wherever the hell it went out over on the Atlantic side and popped it, you know, retrieved the thing to see what kind of data capabilities it had. I mean, it's not a weather balloon. And I was explaining to my wife, I've seen numerous weather balloons launch from Shemya. You know, I'd be out there with John or uh, Kay and they'd be launching. I knew the dimensions of it. I knew what was attached to it. And this thing had no attachments like what I saw with the weather balloons we launched out of Shemya. Yeah, that was a crock of shit. I also thought it was pretty funny how people were like, oh, you know, uh, they're going to do this and it's carrying radiation and it's doing all that. But, you know, that's good. It's good to have curiosity. And that's why I don't want you guys to stick with social media all the time. You know, do like me, grab a book. I mean, get lots of books. You know, I just got Saving Aziz. That just came in. I've got You Can't Hurt Me. And I'm not going to give you the author's names. I want you to think of, oh, who wrote that? Let me Google this. You know, I could give you the authors. That's easily. But, you know, Goggins, everybody knows, don't, you can't hurt me. Ranger, Navy SEAL. Um, I think it was Air Force uh, Air Combat Controller, too. There were so many different things he did. So I'm not reading it for the inspiration of that alone, but the mindset. You know, so that when I do a show, I could say, hey, David Goggins, if you do this motherfucker, and if you can't do two push-ups today, then do it tomorrow. Let's, let's look to the future. Remember, don't live just for, you know, the family and to accomplish this and accomplish that. Just live. Do the best you can. Get the stuff you need to for your base necessities, but don't burn your brain out trying to figure out, hey, in five years, am I going to achieve this or I'm going to achieve that? Live today. Plan for tomorrow, prepare for it, but fuck, live today. Because what happens at the end of the day, you die in your sleep. It happens. Enjoy it the best you can, no matter how bad things are. You can find in your mind something at one point that made you happy. Right? Think about it. When we get back, let's talk about the little things that we could do to make us happy. We're going to first go over the emails because people are asking... You know, Alan, hey, you talked about this, you talked about that. What else have you got? What else has come for? We'll talk about that. Let's talk about living at the speed of dark, slowing down a little bit, talking about meditating, talking about getting our mindset. And while we wait to get into that, let's listen to a little bit of music, get that verbal garbage that you just heard me spitting out. And it's garbage, garbage in, garbage out, old, old computer thing. But let's think about what's coming next. All right, let's look for today. We'll see you in just a moment.
Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life, do what is best for you, or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. search for something intellectual and fulfilling you've tuned into the diary of a bald man and there is no going back let the moaning groaning and bitching begin in five four three two one hey guys welcome back to the shit show you're listening to alan wolford on diary of a bald man so one of the first things one of the very first emails i've got uh, last month after, you know, the birthday celebrations and things came about, um, you know, they was like, Alan, you should have chose something else because it sounds like diarrhea. Maybe that's a better selling podcast. I don't know. We'll have to reflect on that. I'm not rebranding. That would be a really shitty marketing campaign <laughs> to say the least. So I'm going to get into the emails real quick. We'll go over about four or five of them. And then we'll talk about going at the speed of dark with David Goggins. Not David Goggins is not on the show, not on the show. So, but I'm going to relay a little bit of his book and, you know, mind hacking happiness. So the first came from, and they just gave me the base initial, A. Andreas out of Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, A. Andreas, thank you for the email. Hey, Alan, it showed that you posted a conversation with Mike Moran, and then it got pulled down, and we can't find it anywhere. Well, what's happening? We're moving it. If you don't know, mindedconstantmotion.com. That's my main web page. I've got to work on it. I, it's not. I've been slack. I've been busy. I've got so many clients that I'm dealing and supporting with. But what we were going to do is because Mike Moran is a Navy veteran, we're going to move it to the two vets platform. So if you go on Spotify or you go to onto iTunes and you look up two TWO vets, you see that that's part of the mind of constant motion, which is think of it as my trust for the podcast, right? That that's my web page, but then you have the diary of a bald man for the show, right? So we're not doing a web page for the two vets. It's part of the diary of a bald man and mind of constant motion. So anyways, I'm wanting to transition it to the two vets. One of the things we learned, and it's not this, just that we learned it, we know this, state of Tennessee and other states have a thing to protect veterans, okay? And basically, you know, there's not to say that there aren't thousands and hundreds of veterans out there, but there's people that have never been veterans going with stolen valor. 
So what our producers and what our supporters do is say, you know, like with Mike Rapp, when we had him on, um, they say, okay, yeah, we see this. He was a veteran, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were doing the same thing for Mike Moran, but when they put Mike Moran, U.S. Navy, there's an Admiral Mike Moran. There's another young sailor, but he's now deceased. Uh, so since the name fit between a deceased and another, they say, hey, let's do a confirmation, a verification of veteran status before we put this up because we have a retired admiral now working as a government contractor and one that's deceased. We want to make sure we could show, oh, he did not do, you know, because your DD-4 and 214 shows where you went to school, things like that. So he's not pretending to be the admiral of the deceased sailor. So as part of the Stolen Valor Act, we just have to have that clerical thing out of the way. So it will be back. The show is still on the platform. We just had to remove it until we could, if anybody comes up and says, hey, you can't do this. This guy's a retired admiral and this one's deceased. We don't want anybody benefiting. Not that we get money from this, but they make charitable contributions to the people that we support. All right. So I do not receive any money. I don't have any sponsors to give me cash or anything at this time to, for the show. But any money that does come in, you know, from listener uh, solicitations, things like that, that go to veteran organizations we support. That's one of the reasons we have to do it because we can't make money off of somebody that we're not. Okay. So hopefully that answers your question. And I appreciate that. And I'm glad you looked into it. All right. So getting back into the mailbag, uh, William Kingston. So William Kingston is coming to us out of Leesburg, Georgia. I didn't even know there was a Leesburg, Georgia. So Mr. Kingston asks, he goes, Alan, on one of your things that talks about, um, you know, flying at the speed of dark and how to make the world's best chicken pot pie. Uh, is that true? Well, yes, that's true. Uh, I didn't think about that when people ask, you know, so what we'll do, if you have not seen it on TikTok, there is a variety and I've got a TikTok page too. I'm, I'm really not for the video. I'm more of an auditory person. I do like the videos and I'll get into that later. But to answer your question, I love chicken pot pie. Okay. I mean, that is my comfort food. But chicken and dumplings is what we're referring to. So we learned something new. And guys, you got to try this. It is, I laugh when I think about it because it's not really chicken and dumplings. But we took rotisserie chicken. We took uh, chicken bouillon, two cans of chicken, cream of chicken soup, Campbell's specific, I guess because of the flavor profiles, um, and a box of cheddar big, the you know that you would get at. Uh, I guess it's not. I don't think it's a specific brand, but we just went with the one that you would get at the. Oh shit! I'm, I'm brain farting. It's Red Lobster, but you can find the Red Lobster cheddar uh, cheddar biscuit stuff at a variety of locations. But mixing that together. Hey, screw chicken and dumplings. This chicken cobbler is what everybody on TikTok calls it. It's amazing. Except for the vegetables. I just put the rotisserie chicken, the soups, mixed up that fucking cheddar biscuit batter and dropped it on top. That was perfect. Talk about living at the speed of dark. Hitting the brakes and going backwards on something. Oh my God. You will eat a pan and a half of this before you know what happened. So appreciate your uh, question on that. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry that some of these emails, they took a little bit to get to. But again, I 
we're getting slammed, you know, beginning of the year, we're helping our clients get the OSHA 300 logs. We're trying to help clients to start with their annual training. So, you know, we're going to do more and more as these shows come in. And I just want you guys to know, if I don't respond to you immediately, it it's not you, it's me. <laughs> All right. So this one was new. Uh, I knew that, you know, going through Spotify and through Anchor FM, we're now on iHeartRadio. But, you know, some of the things... Um, I never considered was how many listeners we had on Ari Heart Radio, but let's get into it. Alan, my name is Stacy Bolin. I'm in Delray Beach, Florida. So, Stacy, thank you for that. I found your podcast on iHeart Radio after a friend mentioned it. It was originally intended to be for my husband, but I just got onto the show because sometimes, you know, when I listen to the show, I'm, I'm just dropping out some of the content in here that she had specific to her husband. But when I listen to the show, it's so if my husband talks about it, disagrees, I can say, this is my understanding. Well, I appreciate that. It, you know, one of the things I like is we have a pretty good group of females that listen to the show. And in part, it's because the husband or the spouse or the boyfriend, whatever, says, can you believe the shit this guy is putting out there? You know, especially when I talked about having hormone replacement therapy. Guys, I'm telling you, it helps. It improved my life. It improved my ability to live life. Um, so, you know, one thing Stacy Light was that. She goes, Alan, but one of the questions I have, you talk about supplements or we're talking about supplements and then stopped. Why is that? Well, everybody, um, you know, when we're looking at the formatting, and Stacey, great question. When we're looking at the formatting and, you know, I put in things that I try and I like and things like that, I try to mix it up or not put it out because like, you know, they, they say, Alan, are you making money off this? Are you making money supporting this? It's like, no, I am not. But on the Mind and Constant, what, uh, Constant Motion page, I'm putting in things that I'm affiliated with. And I have to put down like on it, you know, I'm using on it products, um, just like Joe Rogan, but I'll put the things that I use and that I support or like sun cost vitamins, things I know work for me. But the reason I don't push it so much, you know, there's so many people and it's not on me to determine what you take or how you take it or what source you get, but I want you guys to be responsible. Talk to your primary care physicians, your doctors, whatever, and make sure it's good for you. You know, again, I did not do that. I had a physician says, hey, you could do alternative stuff. When I found out I was type 2 diabetic and, you know, I was taking the metformin and stuff and it was ripping my guts and I went alternative methods that worked great for me. You know, I went from 300 pounds. I'm now 187 pounds, um, doing a lot better. Cholesterol's perfect. Everything's perfect, blah, blah, blah. So it's hit or miss. And Stacy, I will get back into it. My big thing right now is getting back onto my apple cider vinegar and I use Bragg's with the mother. Just again, I'm throwing that out there. I'm not getting any money. Bragg's hasn't patted me on my bald head and said, Ooh, we'll give you some extra apples for this. Yeah. No one said shit like that, but, uh, Stacey, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So we're just going to do one more all so we can get into getting at the speed of dark, you know, and, and again, guys, Ladies, gentlemen, thank you for, you know, all the questions and stuff. So the next one, I didn't even think about this because there's not many people that we go out to in Arizona. I've heard 
from Arizona. But this one came in from Scottsdale, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, so again, this one's a nice one. Uh, Piero, I, I'm not sure how to spell this. P-I-E-R-I-O, Piero Montoyas. And again, Piero, I apologize. Alan, I saw on one of your previous episodes with the Dragon Up series where you guys had spoken to people in the trades and professions. Are you going to do any more interviews on the Diary Show uh, as it relates to trades or professions? Well, to answer your question, yes, we are going to start doing some more interviews. We're going to start getting some more, I guess, relative content because, you know, as it relates to me, uh, and again, because the show's called Diary of Bald Man. So anything that's relatable to me, like construction, safety, uh, veterans, things like that, yes, we are going to get some. Um, it, it's kind of difficult right now. Uh, because again, with my number of clients and beginning of the year, trying to help people get ready for the new year with uh, whatever program they've got going on, getting their audits and stuff like that. So I don't want to say yes, in February, I'm going to have like 12 interviews or 13 interviews. Um, but as it comes up, yeah, if you know somebody that would be an interesting, they, they don't have to be relatable to me, but you know, send me questions like, Hey, can you get more information on this? Uh, I reached out, actually, I had a, another Russell Duran reached out to me from Nevada in reference to a podcast talking about a show and one of the things he appreciated. So, you know, one of the things I'm getting ready to do is interview other safeties, but specifically with their specialty. Uh, so whether it's construction or aggregates or DOT, some of the hurdles, so that some of our other safety listeners or people in the trades or craft uh, can see some of the difficulties that they face, right? Because falls of construction still number one cause of death and, you know, suicides on the rise and things like that. What, what are some of the factors that are contributing to that? You know, in Scottsdale, what's some of the issues you face, you know, other than the temperatures and heat and things like that? Um, lack of skilled trades in your areas, things that, you know, impact what you're doing and operating on. So good question. Thank you. I appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, again, you know, if you have a question, comment, send it to me. Uh, here in the new future, we'll probably add 10 to 15 minutes to the show. I try to keep it at 30 minutes because like I tell people in training, after 15 minutes, you kind of go, fuck, I'm tired. I just get to the point. I want to know what I'm looking at. I want to know what I'm dealing with and then I got to move on. So we're going to add a couple of minutes. Things are going to change, but it's going to be to benefit because guess what? We got to go to the speed of dark. Hmm. Think about that. Think about hitting the brakes. So one of the things I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the book, let's talk about David Goggins' book, right? Former Navy SEAL. And it's called Can't Hurt Me. So when he goes in to discuss his previous life and everything he went through, you know, uh, failing out of training a couple of times, having to go back through, you know, a lot of people think, well, he just doesn't want to give up. He wants to be all he can be, all right? He wants to do everything. But you got to look at the environment he came from. You know, what you see in a lot of people, if you want to succeed, you have to fail. Or you had to have an environment that tried to get you to fail. And as odd as that sounds, because people want to do better, they're going to fight through it. You know, if you think about everything that David Goggins and others went through, um, you know, to get to that success, they had something or someone that tried to stop. 
Your environment and everything around you, smells, sounds, visual cues, lighting, that affects your mood, that affects your life, that affects the stresses or your happiness. Remember, yin and yang, you got to have both. You have to look at a movie that makes you cry to help you remember why you enjoy things. You know, Old Yeller talks about the dog, then he gets rabies at the end and they have to kill it. We hated to kill it, but we had to kill the bad part the toxic part, the thing that was going to ruin a life. And that's what you have to do. David Goggins did that. Fuck yeah. He he took the obstacles that tried to beat him down and set him down, and he did better. You know, he pushed through. So, in fact, he was doing his own mental recovery. And I'm just using David as an example. Again, former Navy SEAL, trained with the Rangers. Got his Ranger tab, trained with the Air Force. So he did better than anybody anticipated. He was considered one of the most dangerous men in the world. You know, the thing that he does now is to help others motivate. And again, it's a mindset. You know, just like one of the other Navy SEALs that I follow on TikTok. And I follow him because of him being a medic. And again, you know, my love for medicine, my love for being out there and playing doctor and kissing boo-boos and shaking babies and shit like that. No, don't shake a baby. Fucking don't do that. I, I was just throwing that out. And I don't want somebody to get butthurt and think I'm telling them to be physically abusive to small little people. And that's not the case. But what I want you to think about is that. That may sound strange, but what do you think about? The things you think about affect your mood, affect your mentality, affect your passions, everything. So when you get to feeling like you're in a bad mood, stop, look ahead, think of something positive. Think, put a brownie, just envision a plain wooden table with a brownie. If you like brownies, if you don't, fuck it. Think of whatever you do like. Just stop for a second and think about some kind of positive reinforcement. Because I have days, I love my dogs, but I'll be walking around the house, one gets underfoot, as it always does. It's it's a little chihuahua mix. And I love that fucking dog, but if I trip over it, then that love becomes anger. One, not because I almost fell, but what if I broke its leg or something like that? And I get angry that it put itself in that kind of predicament. Well, when we do things, we don't realize sometimes the predicaments or the locations or the environment we're putting ourselves into. Stop and mentally readjust, you know. Fix that point of, of view. You know, if you're driving and you're daydreaming and then you're almost hydroplane or you're not, uh, you know, you're not able to see because you're eastbound. That sun this time of year, you know, is glaring through the things. Readjust your focus, you know, keep your head on a swivel, take deep breaths, watch what's going around you. Stop fucking thinking about it. Go hands-free. Don't be on the fucking phone, you know, dialing up or watching videos or doing stupid shit. Be careful. But travel at the speed of dark. And I want to reiterate this. I'm not telling you to stop and not, you know, plan your goals and stuff. But I want you to enjoy the moments in your now. If it's bad, don't let that change your temperament. You know, when people say, oh, you made me mad. No, that's not true. You made yourself mad because in your mind, you had to disagree or dislike. Now, I'm not saying if someone did something heinous, that didn't make you angry. But if it made you take action and do things, they didn't make you do that. That was you. That was your trigger. You pulled that bitch. You take accountability for that. Now, when I get mad, do I yell and shit? Yeah. But I chose to escalate it. You know, no no one said something with the intention 
of, well, Alan, you know, you made a mistake on this. I own up to it. Ask anybody that's around me. If I fuck up, it's like, yep, that's me. That's got my fingerprints all over that bitch. That is mine. But I need you to start, you know, if you're going to progress, do like I did. Once you recognize, and, and people will tell you, people that know me, I get angry so fast and then it's over. Because once I realize that I pulled that trigger to escalate it, and I did a fuck up, and I started doing something, I tuned it down. I do not stay angry long. There's no reason in this world to stay angry or pissed off for long. You shoot me? Okay, you shot me. That was one time. Am I dead? No. Can I get medical attention? Yeah. Is that going to piss me off? Yeah. You know, but we control our own mindsets. And whatever happens in our mind, we can bring about. You know, If you, if you say, oh, I'm going to do great, then you're going to do great. Even if you fail, the fact that you took that step forward to run that race, to paint that Picasso, uh, you know, mimicking image, whatever you do, you've done great. Even if you fall on your face a thousand times, that is training. And I'm telling you, you will fall on your face a thousand times. It may not be one after another consistently, but when you step up the next level and you fall, don't stop. Get the fuck up off the ground and keep going. All right, learn from that. Rebuild. You, you've got another step that you know, okay, I can't do this in wet weather. I can't do this in cold weather. What I'm going to have to do is adjust my mindset, adjust the environment around me. You know, think about where you're going in the future. Here in the future with the podcast, you're going to be getting more interviews. I'm going to step in and talk about things I didn't previously because in my mindset, I was worried not about liability, but about giving the wrong message. And I learned it's not on me how you receive the message. I want you to receive it in a positive educational format. I don't want you to receive it as something he's telling me how to do this. Fuck that. I, I don't need that. Nope. But again, you may know somebody that needs the information. You may know somebody that's hurting. You may know somebody that needs to hit the brakes and maybe go in reverse for a little bit. You know, we're losing a lot of friends. All that fentanyl, opioid crisis, and all this other shit, workplace violence. You know, it, it's crazy. Step back. Get rid of that mindset. Hey, I'm fucked. If you're worried about it, you know, look up SAFE, the situational awareness for everyone. You know, let Yusuf train you how to look around and look at anomalies and all these changes in your environment so that you can adjust and, you know, say, oh, my God, I never knew that that was a, you know, a indication of potential violence. I didn't know this. Educate yourself. The, then when you're educated, you're less frightened. You know, uh, Yusef Badu trains the safe situational awareness for everyone. He's got a Facebook page. Go on there. Look up safe situ, situational awareness for everyone. Yusef Badu. Look at Instagram. Hey, if you're worried about the age of, you know, fucking balloons going overhead and dropping rotten eggs on you, uh, some driver getting crazy on there because artificial intelligence told him that you're falling too close and so now he's going to tap your ass out. Think about that. Go at the speed of dark, get your coordinates, redirect, and live a better life. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. If you have questions, comments, hate, love, whatever, send it to diaryofabaldman1968 at gmail.com. Now get the fuck out of here and enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Keep you. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? 
That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man.